when we're moving into the deeper into the 21st century within the framework of the fourth industrial revolution, we're looking at improving telemedicine and fintech and improving mechanisms and venture capital and cryptocurrency, the hybrid model of education, public policies that reflect everyone and global uh, connectivity. I mean, I understand that a lot of us are still having old political debates on abortion and same-sex marriage and racism and sexism and xenophobia and education and centralization. However, as we move deeper into this uh, 21st century reality, um, there are new debates about big tech and using library systems as educational systems, um, the role of the fourth industrial revolution in blockchain and decentralization and things of that nature that we have to start discussing if we are serious about transforming our local and global communities. So what we need to be focusing on is kind of a formula, as I call it. And a formula is a systemic strategy to influence and institute a 21st century model of impact through business, government, and technology. And some of those things are like innovation districts and technological implementation. Now, there are three things pertaining to municipalities here in the United States that we need to focus on when it pertains to positioning a local urban community and linking that wealth to Africa and the African Caribbean diaspora at large. And that is a city's master plan, a city zoning ordinance, and a city charter. It's no secret there, folks. Um, these are all public documents um, that the public can participate in. But in order to tr in order to make the municipality work in a global sense, especially smaller cities or of 25, 30, 35,000 residents, these are the three things we have to pay attention to. And elements of small city development that we have to pay attention to are things like um, the EB-5 investor visa and regional centers, um, institute and treaty, treaty visas, um, financial institutions that's built with fintech, um, partnerships and collaborations, uh, utilizing our foreign trade zones and import export markets, economic development corporations, and, and things of that nature. <clears throat> also, cultural arts play a, a, a vital role in revitalizing local urban communities and connecting it to the global market because when you develop a cultural district, they're well-defined and well-recognized as areas uh, within a city where a high concentration of cultural facilities and programs serve as the main, uh, main anchor of attraction. Cultural arts districts help strengthen local economies and create an enhanced sense of place and deepen local um, cultural capacity. Also, community art can help revitalize neighborhoods and increase property values. And so, you know, when we talk about art communities in our, in our living space, 
this can become a home for art galleries and theater stages, co-working spaces, and mural development and food trucks. And so we need to include the culturalization of our local communities to help revitalize it. And understanding also in that part of revitalization that data is the new oil. In today's world, data is used in an immense way within several organizations, uh, whether it's medical organizations, whether it's medical or in information technology or any corporation. So you have all these companies like um, Apple and Facebook and Google that's been, um, been successful in accumulating a large amount of data, which helped them build a large scale um, platform. And then you have tied in with data, we also have to start uh, restructuring our neighborhoods and our communities through a new network called a Li-Fi network. Now, this is different from Wi-Fi. Li-Fi is normally a wireless communication where um, it utilizes light to transmit data and position between devices. And so the technical difference between Li-Fi and Wi-Fi is that Wi-Fi normally uses radio frequencies to induce a voltage in an antenna to transmit data. Whereas Li-Fi uses the modulation of light intensity to transmit data. So that's the difference, it's a lot faster. And then, you know, something dear to my heart are library systems. Now library systems are the future because we see what's going on with our educational system. We have folks that are still preaching that the educational, um, the department, the US Department of Education should be uh, demolished or, or terminated or abolished. You still have um, fights and educational centers uh, around things that are superficial, but libraries have been mostly untouched. And as libraries become digital in the 21st century, they must also service as educational hubs as it pertains to uh, career and uh, career building, entrepreneurship and financial literacy training hubs, um, which, is going to, which is very impactful and important. Um, part of that is that um, part of that library system is creating a national overhaul on education and understanding that community colleges are the engines that help refurbish economic development in struggling urban communities. Um, and you know we need to understand uh, how blockchain plays a huge role in this, as well as um, e-banking and creating e-health records, uh, 3D printing, whether that comes from 3D printing homes, um, and then a, a new way of dealing with government is e-government. Uh, I think we need to really invest in e-government like what they're doing in Estonia um, and things of that nature. I mean, we are at the point, folks, where we need to start having conversations that matter. 65% of our children that, that are entering primary school will hold jobs that currently do not exist. And we have to start shifting our thinking into a progressive vision if we're going to be serious about our future because our next generation must be our focus. And that is the reason why 
uh, what I am talking about um, is very important. 